Alec Murdoch finally gets what he wanted, apparently to be all alone. An update on Dylan Rounds, a mother of the year contestant. This is why we don't make furtive movements when stopped by the police. Why steal used cars? Go for the new ones. And you probably don't want this lunch lady around your kid's school. And then finally, our dumb criminal of the day. Let's talk about it. Good day, everyone. My name is Scott Reich, and this is Crime Talk. You know the drill. Subscribe if you haven't. Like if you do. Leave me a comment. Hit that little bell for notifications. And remember, you can listen to us anytime you want on any of your favorite podcasting apps. And remember, let's support the people that support Crime Talk. Go to crimetalksearch.com. Sign up for that background subscription search today. While you have that service, you can do as many background searches as you want. Find out the truth about someone. Do they owe people money? Do they have a criminal history? Are they on a public registry? Things you may want to know before you get involved. Like, I don't know, are they married? Are they divorced? Are they telling you the truth? CrimeTalkSearch.com will reveal the truth. All right, let's go ahead and open the record for the docket on March 9th, 2023. Alex Murdoch. Do you remember during his sentencing when Judge Newman said that he hopes that Alec Murdoch will think about his wife and his son, uh, Paul, every day and have that image in his mind every day? The judge didn't mean it as a compliment as Alec Murdoch kind of took it as. Of course, I think I'm of every day because I didn't kill him, right? But it really was, I hope it haunts you every day. Well, guess what? Now that Alec Murdoch has made it to the South Carolina Department of Corrections, he's going to get that opportunity. He's going to have a lot of time to think on his hands. Well, currently, he is under 24-hour surveillance in a uh, concrete cell at the high-security facility called the Kirkland Correctional Institution. Now, officials there are concerned that uh, given his status in the high-profile case that obviously the nation watched, that he could become a target for other inmates. Apparently, he is having all his meals taken to his cell, and on a very um, limited basis, he is given a break from confinement, and at least one prison officer will escort Mr. Murdoch until he spends at least 45 days there while they do all their evaluations and testing to see which is going to be the appropriate facility to send him to serve his multiple life sentences. Now, this Kirkland facility, it's kind of what we refer to as a um, diagnostic and processing center. They test people like, hey, if you need uh, to get your GED, we're going to send you to a facility. If maybe you don't have a lengthy sentence, but you could use a career, we're going to send you somewhere where you can learn how to be a welder. Those are things. But when you have a multiple life sentence, guess what? they can really put you anywhere and it's probably gonna be a high security prison. He may stay at the South Carolina's, uh, uh, the, the Kirkland facility for his stay. Um, and it's one of the um, more secure facilities, higher risk facilities there. Um, and like I said, he's probably gonna be walking around with killers, sex offenders, and uh, armed robbers, uh, people that have committed violent crimes. This Kirkland facility, um, has had some issues. Back in 2017, uh, it was uh, highlighted when two inmates strangled four others 
uh, after luring victims into their cell with the promise of drugs and cookies. And the Kirkland's uh, notorious reputation is also highlighted by a recent report that found it had the highest death rate among any prison in South Carolina. So between 2015 and 2021, 160 inmates died at the state-run institution. Um, as I noted, Kirkland is the facility in South Carolina where male prisoners are first sent after conviction. And then once the assessments are done, they will decide where he's going to spend the rest of his natural life in prison. Obviously, his status as double murder uh, remain pretty likely that he's going to stay there. Next on the docket, an update on the Dylan Rounds case. Okay, most people, I think, still remember this case. It's kind of shocking and sad and in all respects, but Dylan Rounds was reported missing last May while he was farming in the town of Lucen, which is near the Utah-Nevada border. Now, the suspect in a case, a guy by the name of James Brenner, kind of a drifter apparently, he was been held on a possession of weapon by a previous offender charge, basically a felon with a gun. Well, he's finally been charged as of last Friday with one count of aggravated murder and one count of abuse of or desecration of a human body. Now, the investigators conducted a uh, review of Dylan Round's cell phone, and they discovered a video with a timestamp taken at or about the same time that Rounds disappeared. It's purported that the video showed the defendant with bloodstains on his arms and shirts, and he's cleaning a gun. Now, the shirt that the defendant was wearing in the video was seized and analyzed, and coincidentally, it had the DNA of Mr. Rounds on the shirt. That's all according to the probable cause statement. Now, the phone didn't record anything else, and the video was recorded inside Brenner's trailer at about 7.27 a.m. on May 28th, around 30 minutes after Rounds spoke with his grandmother. It was the last time his family had heard from him, and after the call, Rounds went to move his grain truck inside his shed near Brenner's trailer before it started to rain. Mr. Brenner is scheduled to be in court for an arraignment on April 24th. This may be a very similar circumstance, just like we had in the Paul Murdoch matter, where he records a video, it's there, nobody knows what it is or that it's there until they go looking. And then guess what? It's the smoking gun. Next on the docket, a mother of the year contestant. A Texas woman has been accused of abandoning her young children for nearly two months. Raven Yates was taken into custody on two counts of abandoning or endangering a child without intent to return. She allegedly left her 12-year-old daughter and her three-year-old son at her home from September 28, 2022 until the daughter's father discovered them on November 14th of 2022. Apparently the children were not registered in school and the family realized the children had been left alone when the mother was seen in another state without any of her kids. The father had been informed that his child's mother had been seen in Mobile, Alabama without her children and realized that they were home alone because he had been asked by his daughter if he could send food regularly. Now, the children have spent much of their time alone and uh, lack of food or medicine or adult supervision. Not good. Mother of the year contestant. Ah, let the 12-year-old do it. What could possibly go wrong? Next, this is why we don't make furtive movements when we're stopped by the police. 
Utah police have released body cam footage of the shooting death of 25-year-old Chase Allen, who was a law student who just happened to be pulled over and was armed and was killed on March 1st after refusing to comply with p police commands or give his identifying information. Now, Allen, who claims to be a sovereign citizen, that's a unique belief system, ladies and gentlemen, where basically they think, well, they're their own sovereign citizen and the state has no power or control over them. They usually drop that when they get actually arrested and they go, okay, I guess you do, but not in this particular case. Anyway, this alleged sovereign citizen was stopped by police for having an illegitimate license plate because, you know, they don't believe that they're bound by federal and state law. So he just made up his own because that's not going to get you identified or stopped by the police, right? Come on. Anyway, uh, the young man refused to give officers his license or even give him his name. He stated um, on the body cam, I'm not going to give you jurisdiction. Do not detain me. You are not allowed to stop me, he told the officers. And then when the police eventually pulled the door of the vehicle open, they immediately saw Mr. Allen's weapon. Gun, gun, gun. You can be heard being uh, yelled before a hail of bullets. Allen's handgun was found on the floorboard next to the driver's seat. Police say he was reaching for it when they opened fire. Now, Allen's mother, a woman by the name of Diane, apparently has previously sued the Farmington Police Department over her own traffic incident. And she says, imagine her son was terrified for his safety during the traffic stop. And um, apparently she was stopped by the same police department in 2022 for driving on an expired license. When questioned, she refused to tell the officers if she had a license or registration. The five officers are not named in the footage. I can't imagine any of the officers would be charged. Why steal used beater cars, ladies and gentlemen? Go for the new ones. That's right. So at least one guy was allegedly part of a group of six, and these guys stole six cars from a dealership. Now, the guy that was arrested, Cavice Jones, was seen driving a stolen car be beside three other stolen cars um, on the highway, and uh, the police were going to pull them over and issue a citation. As the officer attempted to pull the cars over, the cars accelerated to speeds of greater than 180 miles an hour. The officer lost sight of the three cars, but officers were eventually able to deploy a spike strip to stop the one car that was allegedly driven by Mr. Jones. He was taken to the county jail. He's been charged with speeding, 26 or over, reckless driving, wanton endangerment uh, regarding a police officer, fleeing or evading a police officer, and first-degree motor vehicle theft and receiving of stolen property. That's right. Oh, and don't forget <laughs> insurance. You got to have insurance even when you're and then resisting. That insurance will get you. Oof. Anyway, apparently the theft of all the vehicles happened in under a minute, according to the uh, Chrysler Dodge dealership. Apparently five of the six Dodge Challenger Hellcats have since been recovered in various uh, counties in both Tennessee and Alabama. Police are still searching for a six, and according to the manager, the new Hellcat is worth about $95,000. So obviously if there's six of them, it's nearly $600,000. There you go. Go new. Go big. Be bold. Going to go to prison. You might as well make it worth your while. Next on the docket, this is not the lady you want hanging around your kid's lunchroom.
At least not, I would think so. Anyway, police launched an investigation uh, regarding Andy Rosefort after administrators at the new Fairfield High School reported uh, learning of a possible inappropriate relationship between an employee and a student. This is in Connecticut. Anyway, the father of one of the victim's friends told administrators his child believed their friend was sexually assaulted by Miss Rosefort. At a January 13th party, the victim told his friends he would be right back. But when he returned, his friends felt his behavior was off, according to the uh, police affidavit. And according to the affidavit, a student said Rosefort, who had been working as a lunch aide at the new Fairfield Middle School, was always talking to freshman boys on social media. Rosefort followed the victim on Instagram and told him to add her on Snapchat as well. The victim told the police he received a message from his eighth grade lunch aide on social media that said, you want to see something? Rosefort then sent the boy, that's right, he's a boy, he's in middle school, a nude photograph of herself. The victim then asked Rosefort if she sent the photo by mistake, to which she replied by sending a second nude photo of herself, according to the police affidavit. She then allegedly asked the teen to send her nude photographs of himself. Anyway, for months, Rosa Fort uh, would continue to send the victim unsolicited nude photographs and videos of herself. The victim told police she would also attend his sports game and send him videos of him playing the sports. Police used photo locations to confirm the victim and Rosa Fort were in the same location at the time of the alleged assault. And according to the police, Rosa Fort picked up the victim from a party at a friend's home on January 13th and drove a short distance from the party and they had contact of a sexual nature. Anyway, when the victim told the police, afterwards he felt uncomfortable. That's right, I'm sure he did. Anyway, um, following the contact, uh, they left Rosefort's SUV before returning to their friend's house. One of the victim's friends told police they were helping the teen block Rosefort on social media when they saw messages from her asking if his friends knew where he was when he went off with the older woman. Police found explicit content featuring an individual they identified as Rosefort on the teen's phone and a shirtless photograph of the victim on Rosefort's phone. Rosefort turned herself into authorities on February 20th after learning there was a warrant for her arrest. She faces three felony charges, including second-degree sexual assault, enticing a minor by computer to engage in sexual activity, and risk of injury to a minor, impairing the morals of a child. She's on a $100,000 bond and will appear in court on March 23rd. No comment on what her husband has to say about the whole incident. And finally, our dumb criminal of the day. Don't you just hate when this happens? I do. No, never had it happen. Anyway, Angela Vivina Velez Velasquez and 31-year-old Steven Lopez were arrested on Monday after a romantic encounter with a third individual and it apparently turned violent. Apparently while in bed, an argument ensued between them that ultimately led to this physical altercation. As a result, the unidentified 29-year-old victim reported being struck by both suspects. However, no injuries were actually reported. Uh, Lopez is accused of throwing a cinder block through the rear window of the victim's car, though, and uh, Vasquez has been charged with battery. Now, it's unclear exactly what sparked the argument. I can only imagine. 
Maybe it was the third person who probably shouldn't have been there. Just going to go on a limb. Just going to say that. Anyway, thanks for watching. Hope you have a wonderful night. We'll see you next time on Crime Talk.